This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following. Of course, watching our podcast. We do our video shows over at the 94WIP YouTube page. Give that a like, a follow, subscribe, everything you do. I appreciate appreciate being part of this show here. And, uh, of course, big night in Philadelphia. Eagles taking on the Vikings. We'll break that game down tomorrow on WIP Daily. But today, some thoughts and really some reaction on the Phillies losing three out of four kind of slogging through September here, three out of four of the Braves, obviously, and the Braves celebrating last night at Citizens Bank Park as they clinch the National League East. All right, let me get one thing off my chest first, then we'll get to a pitching thought I have for the postseason after watching Christopher Sanchez last night, and then kind of what the next few weeks really have to be about for the Phillies as they try to avoid disaster in the wild card race and try to keep themselves in prime position, which they certainly have the ability to do, and and really, we should expect them to. Let, let me hit the elephant in the room, though. Um, I, I was so blown away that the, the Phillies put up the congrats Braves and LA's champs on the gigantic scoreboard last night. There is absolutely no reason to do that. Yeah, like, is it the end of the world? No. It's it's just why? Like it's just silly. And I know a lot of people have said, "Well, the Astros did it for the Phillies last year. Awesome." The Astros had clinched everything. There was the la- end, end of the season. They're playing a team for the National League. Of course, they ended up playing them in the World Series. But that's not a division rival. And unless I've missed this the last couple of years, and please, if you've seen this and, I, and I've missed it, send me the screenshots, send me the photos. I, I, I'm interested in this. Like, would the Mariners this year put up congratulations Astros if they eliminate them in the final week of the season and they win the division? Would the Red Sox or Yankees ever do this for each other? I just think it's the most bizarre thing. Why? Like, what is the purpose of this? And and I understand, again, the Astros did it last year, so that means the Phillies should do it this year for the Braves. We're just checking boxes here. Like, what is the meaning behind this? Why? Like, is it good sportsmanship? You think the Braves cared? 
Like, do you think the you think any single player in the Braves felt better last night? Like that moment was more meaningful to them as they won their sixth consecutive NL East because it was on the scoreboard behind them in Philadelphia. They didn't care. They didn't even notice. Like it, it, it's it's a, such a weird thing. It feels like someone's just checking a box. So you say, well, they did it. I did it. There's like there's no reason to do that. I, I guarantee the Braves aren't enjoying themselves anymore. I don't think the Phillies are any more motivated by this. Like, they're jumping up and down the field anyway. It's not like the, the scoreboard is going to motivate Kyle Schrober to hit better against the, the Braves. It's just a weird thing. And you're, you're kind of rubbing your own fans' face in it as they walk out of the park. Like, yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for supporting the team. We got boat raced in the NL East. Again, this division wasn't close from May on. Very bizarre. I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I, I can't think of a logical reason to put it up other than someone else did it, so we feel we have to do it too. It, it, it makes no baseball sense. It makes no fan sense. It's just silly. I mean, that, that, it, it really is. It, it's not, I don't even think it's sportsmanship because I don't think they noticed. I mean, I, I really, like, if you're doing an act of sportsmanship, a handshake after a game, a pat on the back, a congratulations, you did a great job. You, you're getting the person to acknowledge you're saying this to them. I, I would be surprised if most of those brace players, players even looked up last night and noticed on the board. All, all it did is serve as a, a, a thing to frustrate Phillies fans. Very, very bizarre um, by the Phillies last night to put that up. I have no idea who in the organization's idea that was. If that Now, if this comes from the players, if, if they asked... Um, you know, and they wanted to do it as an act of sportsmanship to their fellow competitors in the division. I would probably have a different you know, tune on this, but I, I doubt that. I mean, I can't imagine players are going to managers like, please, if or when they beat us this week, have this thing ready. It, it's because the only way it was going to happen this week here, like the, the clinching day being yesterday, was if the Braves went three out of four. So even if you want to go down that path, say, well, maybe the players were into this idea, they wanted it, they proposed it to whoever, and then someone brought up the chain of command to make it happen, that would acknowledge that Bryce Harper or Schwarber or whoever is thinking about losing three out of four, because that's the only way the math would have worked. This was the Braves' last game here this year. So just very, very strange last night to watch that. As far as the game itself, um, Phillies bats were cold last night against Strider, even though he gave them some opportunities earlier to get him a little bit, and and he does that. I mean, for as dominant as he is and the swing of his stuff he has, he will put some people on base and give you a chance once in a while. Phillies couldn't capitalize, but the bigger story was Christopher Sanchez. I know he allowed four runs, home run, the Riley that might still be going, but he did strike out ten batters. And the more you watch Christopher Sanchez, the more it's, it's very hard to ignore what he is doing and what he's become here for the Phillies. And if I'm Rob Thompson, I know he was on WIP yesterday on the morning show, and said his, you know, he answered the question and, and basically, in a sense, nodded along to the idea of his top four starters in the playoffs being Wheeler, Nola, Ranger, and Walker. And I just don't think that that should be in stone at all because Christopher Sanchez should be part of this mix. And right now, if I was making a postseason rotation, Taiwan Walker would be out and Christopher Sanchez would be in. I'm giving the ball to Wheeler. I'm giving the ball to Nola, and I understand what kind of season he's had, but I have, feel like I had no choice, and I'm going to trust him. I'm giving the ball to Ranger, and I do trust him, and I'm giving the ball to Christopher Sanchez. Uh, I can't give the ball to Taiwan Walker in the playoffs. He is an adventure every time he goes to the mound. feels like every first inning he's in trouble. And I, I think it's, it's even a bigger thing than we're making it out to be in terms of the days 
and the schedule in October. So if you look at the October schedule, there are no extra days off because of the extra round. And if the Phillies have to play three games to win the National League wildcard series, which is certainly very possible. Like, I know they won it in two last year. Sure, could they beat the Cubs in two this year? If it's the Cubs, yeah, they, they can. But if that series goes three, then just by days and days of rest, the, the pitcher that will be lined up to start game one of the National League Division Series will be the number four starter. It would go Wheeler, Nola, Ranger to beat the Cubs. Let's say it takes three. Well, then the number four starter would be up. The, the number one starter, let's say, obviously, Zach Wheeler in this instance, he'd be on three days rest when the NL wildcard series started. He would not be available for that game. They're not going to pitch about three, three days rest to start a series. It's not going to happen. They're going to go to their number four to start that series. That would be Christopher Sanchez or Taiwan Walker or Michael Lorenzen. But I think the process of transitioning Lorenzen to the bullpen here has to start immediately. I mean, the Phillies need help in that bullpen. I think Lorenzen is a guy that has a chance to provide that in shorter bursts. I think you'll see his stuff play up, and he'll be better than he's been for the past couple of weeks here uh, as a starting pitcher. So I think Lorenzen's destined to move to the bullpen. And this is now going to come down to, very simply, Sanchez or Walker for the final rotation spot in the playoffs. And I just – I don't know how you look at the two and think it's close. If you if you throw Taiwan Walker out there against the Braves on the road in a game one – there is a chance it's 5 nothing or 4 nothing Atlanta before you blink. He puts a couple guys on, boom, home run. Another single, boom, home run. And it's like you're shell-shocked before you even, you even can blink in that game. And, and the Phillies can't have that. Sanchez has better command. Sanchez has a really good changeup that I, I think can neutralize. If, if he spots it correctly, some of the righties, and there's a lot of powerful righties in that lineup, between Acuna, Albies is a switch hitter, Ozuna, Darno, they can hit, and they can hit for the right side. Riley, obviously. I mean, they've got right-handed power throughout that lineup that needs to be neutralized. And Taiwan Walker is the one doing it. Taiwan Walker's not neutralizing anybody. I mean, I feel like that guy gets lucky half the time when people just swing over the top of his splitter. But his command stinks, and his stuff isn't that good. I, I just, I don't see it with Taiwan Walker. I've been, I've been really down on this. The whole Taiwan Walker thing the entire year. I just don't think he's a guy you could put on the mound in October against one of the greatest offenses in baseball history and think you're going to get away with it. And I'm not being naive. I'm not expecting Christopher Sanchez to go out and potentially a game one of the NLDS against the Atlanta Braves and go to Atlanta and shut them down for eight innings. But there's not many pitchers this year that have, have had 10 strikeouts in that many innings against the Braves. I mean, Wheeler did it back. I think it was in May at a really good start in Atlanta, but that's not easy to do against that lineup. Sanchez really impressed me last night with what he was able to do, and I think he just keeps stacking really solid pitching performances one after the other after the other, and at some point, you can't ignore it. You you can't, and for the Phillies, they'd be foolish to ignore it. I want Sanchez on the mound when we get to October over Taiwan Walker. So the, the scoreboard thing, just ridiculous. Uh, Sanchez clearly has to be in there over Walker as the Phillies' number four starter right now as we head to October with the idea of Lorenzen moving to the bullpen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the last thing to hit on is just the wild card situation right now for the Phillies. You know, the division was over months ago. We knew that, but now it's official. The Phillies are playing for the wild card and they're playing for the top wild card. And a couple things here. I don't think they're going to fall out of this top this thing completely. I mean, the, the gap right now is about four games, um, which for the Phillies and with the way they play in September, that's not a ton. You know, the Phillies could stumble their way around and make things make you feel a little nervous or hairy. I do think they're in a really solid position, though. They have 67 losses. The teams at the bottom of the wild card, which is, there's four of them right now fighting for the one spot, Arizona, Cincinnati, Miami, San Francisco, all of set, all of 71 losses. So they're four losses clear, and that's not even including potential tiebreakers they have over some of those teams. So they're, I still feel quite good they're going to make the playoffs. Are they going to be the number one? Well, they have a one-and-a-half game lead on the Cubs for that number one uh, wild card seed, I should say, you know, the number four spot in the playoffs. And the only reason that you even think about this is because it's, it's the September Phillies. Like, they've been atop this thing for a while now. They probably will stay atop this thing um, the rest of the way. Here's the Cubs' schedule the rest of the way. It is pretty tame. Um, they have a, a pretty easy week next week. They, they go to Arizona this week, and those are big games, and obviously someone has to lose them. Then they have a six-game homestand next week against Pittsburgh and Colorado. So those are games that they should win. So we'll see how the Cubs fare. They're a game and a half back of the Phillies. The bottom line is the Phillies just to wake, wake up. Um, you know, and I think it'll be interesting this weekend. They're playing a, a Cardinals team that we know is not very good. They beat them up here last month. The Cardinals have won seven of ten now. Like, if the Phillies want to show us that they're not going to make us sweat at all this September – just go to St. Louis to win two out of three. I mean, like I, I'm not even asking for a road sweep or anything crazy. Just go win two out of three against a bad Cardinals team that can't pitch. They do that. I think everyone will feel fine. They're going to be the top wild card. They'll be in the playoffs. Like you know, likely again be the top team and, and hosted here at Citizens Bank Park. He, here's and the Phillies think are five and eight now in the month of September, which is their their September record the last you know, five years is unbelievable. But the only way this thing gets hairy at all down the stretch. This is the tell weekend. This is it. Is if they go to St. Louis and struggle this weekend, either lose two out of three or goodness gracious, get swept because the next week starts next week starts in Atlanta against the Braves. And just judging by the back and forth this week, Sicker talk about how he, he fears the Phillies as much as team in baseball, uh, the Acuna antics running around the bases and toppers quotes, maybe taking a little bit out of context by some outlets. Uh, what he said at the morning show yesterday, which I thought was totally fair about he likes his guy to act like they've been there, but he doesn't really have a problem with Acuna, all that kind of stuff. It, it wouldn't sh- shock me next week like, if the Braves smell some blood in the water with the Phillies. Because remember the Braves last year, they think part of the reason they lost was they were they were kind of coasting the last two weeks, or I guess the, the time off, because uh, they weren't coasting, they were, they were fighting with the Mets. But the time off hurt them. So I could see them going, pushing all the way to the end. Like, we're not going to stop playing hard. And what I'm, I'm trying to get at is if the Phillies have a good weekend this weekend, great. They'll be fine. If they have a tough weekend this weekend, and let's say their they're, they're lead on a spot in the playoffs, just a spot, goes from four up on the field to two and a half up on the field after this weekend. It wouldn't shock me if the Braves went for blood next week to try to knock the Phillies out of this thing, to make it very difficult to just make the playoffs. Now, I, I think they'll make it. I think they'll be there. 
But this is a big weekend, just so the Braves don't smell blood next week. Win two out of three, right the ship, and then whatever. You go to Atlanta and lose two out of three, it's not that big of a deal. You have the last homestand to just figure things out and, and, and make sure that you get in the playoffs. And that's really all it's about. Right now, if I had to forecast this, I believe the Phillies will win about 87 games, and they will be the number one wild card. The Cubs probably win 85 and are the number two wild card. And if I had a guess right now, I said the Giants win 84 or 85, and they are the final wild card. That feels like what we're heading towards. The Phillies take care of their business starting tomorrow in St. Louis. But, yeah, that scoreboard thing just drove me absolutely just it didn't make any sense. Like, why? What, what's the purpose of putting that up there? I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Of course, a lot of great content on the feed, as you guys see every day. Interviews on the station, great reaction on the station, and, of course, um, WIP Daily with myself. In this episode, we do every single day. Enjoy the birds tonight, Eagles and the Vikings. Big week two, Thursday night football game, the home opener at Lincoln Financial Field. We'll talk tomorrow about the Eagles. And, of course, hopefully, a 2-0 football team after a big victory over a pretty mediocre Minnesota team tonight right here in Philadelphia. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon right here on WIP Daily.